0: Hello everyone. My name is Natalie Ledwell, and this is the inspiration, to, to, uh, inspiration show. I'm sorry. Now we have an interesting show today uh, because we're going to be talking about mental health, something that we don't talk about that often. But I have uh, my special guest with me, is actually has a, a very um, enlightening and different approach uh, to mental health. So can you please uh, welcome me or join me in welcoming Dr. Amelia Kemp? How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing
1: very well. Thank you for having me on the show, Natalie. It's wonderful to be here. Very absolute,
0: happy. Absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, now, you have a new book that's coming out, which I'm going to we're going to talk about in a moment. Um, but what we might do is just start a little bit with your background and your story, because you have a very inspiring story, which kind of led you into what it is that you do today.
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, the reason that I wrote my book, From Psychotherapy to Sacred Therapy, was because I also healed myself from anxiety and depression many, many years ago. I've been healed now for two decades, 19 years. But prior to becoming a psychotherapist, I realized that the stigma and taboo that was attached to being diagnosed with any type of mental emotional diagnosis really affected my self-esteem. And once I became a psychotherapist, I noticed that it was doing the same thing to my clients. And so I wanted a way to reinterpret and redescribe all of the one hundred and seventy mental and emotional diagnosis worldwide so that people can have a <clears throat> excuse me, holistic sense, an alternative way to view their symptoms, to let them know that they were not sick, that they were sacred and had simply gone out of alignment a little bit with their mind, body and spirit in one of those areas. And so my book, I compiled it for eight steps that I took when people asked me, well, what healed you? And I said, well, it seems as if I went through these eight steps. And when I noticed my client's healing, it looked like they had gone through it. And so I decided that I wanted to share it with the world because doctors would say, what are you doing differently? When we send clients to you, we see they seem to heal faster. And so I started tracking my outcomes, and I realized it really was these eight steps that I would take people through, and they would be able to come back into alignment with who they were, live the joyous life that they knew they always wanted, and it was working. And so that's why I wrote the book.
0: Right. So, because I, I know that um, a lot of the treatment that people get either, you know, when they go to see someone professional, if, they, if they're feeling out of alignment or they're feeling like they're, there is something wrong in their mind and they're not sure what it is, then the first step needs to be, okay, well, let's get you on some kind of medita- medication or let's get you talking about this situation over and over and over again, which to me just seems to perpetuate the same thing in your reality. So, what makes um, psychotherapy different to psychotherapy?
1: Well, the difference for me is that I feel that well, medication can still be used if a person's using it. I'm not advocating that anyone stop their medication, but say safe, the safe therapy process also honors herbal treatments because in mental health normally that's unheard of. And so I want them to have the choice of whether or not they want to use medication or herbal treatments, but With sacred therapy being a self-help program, many people were able to release the medications. Um, I certainly have never had to use it again once I came back into alignment um, because sometimes the medication can make you feel like you're further out of alignment than you were. And so it's a difference between being calm and being at peace. And I wanted peace. I wanted my joy, and my clients did too. And so with my focus in sacred therapy, I help people see it doesn't matter what a trauma or whatever they went through. I don't focus all of our attention on the past. We deal with the fact that it can incite certain neurotransmitters in the brain just by thinking about the past traumas. So I help them understand that their power is understanding the power of a thought, that our thoughts are attractive and our thoughts create our reality in that sense. And so when they say, but if that bad thing hadn't happened, if I hadn't been raped, if I hadn't been robbed, if I hadn't had an um, alcoholic husband, uh, these things wouldn't have happened. And I say, well, true, those things wouldn't have happened, but it's, that's not what's keeping you out of alignment. What's keeping you out of alignment is your attention to it, which is triggering the neurotransmitters in the brain that's making you feel very, very sad or upset or anxious. And so, once I help them to understand the power of their thought and that they have the ability to direct their attention by focusing their thoughts on thoughts that create serotonin and the natural healing endorphins in the brain versus cortisol and sodium lactate that makes you feel just awful they are feeling so empowered because they realize, oh, so you mean that I'm not crazy? You mean that my life isn't ruined, that I'm not damaged goods anymore just because this bad, awful thing happened to me? And I'm like, no, it happened. It's life that's been lived, but you can certainly go on to your future unencumbered by yesterday. And so that's the beauty, I think, of my book, From Psychotherapy to Sacred Therapy. It helps people understand that they're sacred beings um, they came for for the joy of living, and that they can t- continue on regardless of what diagnosis they've been given. That that does not define who they are.
0: Yeah, no, I love that, and you're right. I mean, past events. First of all, you're not your story, um, exactly. and just because you know something happened in the past. Um, it doesn't mean that it has to re- keep recurring again in the future unless we keep playing it in our mind. Um, exactly. So, you know, And, of course, nothing has meaning except for the meaning that we give it. Um, well, that's the biggest thing. That's yeah. the biggest thing right there. That,
1: that's why I love the name of your website, Mind Movies, because it really is a mind game in the sense that meaning is the interpretation that we give to our life experience. And so I always say meaning is what establishes our beliefs. But our beliefs are like clothes because we we, we, we live our lives in them. But like clothes, we can change them. We can wash them out. We can iron them out. Or we can get rid of those and get a whole new wardrobe of thoughts if we want to. And so many people don't realize that because they're on that automatic thought that was happening because they were so chronic about focusing their attention there. But we do have the power to direct our thought. And so that's the beauty of the sacred therapy process, that people take their power back, which is that energy basis, because at the core of all of us is energy, and energy means power. And so as energy beings, we certainly can live the life we came forth to live, the joyful one, the happy one that we thought was over just because we were diagnosed with something, which is why I disagree with the medical model that... The term disorder should not be used because the laws of creation state that things come into being in a certain path, whether it's well-being or what they call disease. Metaphysicians, we call it dis-ease. And so once a person's at ease, they cannot have that vibration of dis-ease also in their countenance. And so from that standpoint, I call it a reaction not a disorder or a divine intention that a soul came forth to live in this physical experience in the first place. And so from that, because many people say, well, I was born with this. I say, well, then it must have been a divine intention, a part of the divine plan that you came to live part of all of your physical experience in. And we can still come back into alignment with that intention as well, that nothing can stop us from the joyful life we want if we want to see it from this broader perspective Understanding that we have mighty influence over the quality of our of our lives, we really do.
0: Exactly, and that's the thing. We can get so caught up in the not only the negative events, but why did this happen? Why did this happen to me? You know, um, where sometimes. It's maybe something as simple as well. This was just part of your journey that you were to, to go on. So you can either dwell in the in the negative, or you can see, okay, where's the lesson? Where's the gift? Where's where's the positive I can take out of this, and then move forward and go. Well, what do I choose to be my new reality? What do I choose to be my new future?
1: Absolutely, we're, we're in total agreement there. I, that's the terminology I actually use in the book too. Is extracting the lesson and the blessing out of it, understanding that yes. Had that thing not happened, just like for me, I thought I was going to be a singer. But because of the things that transpired in my life, I ended up becoming a psychotherapist and giving this great gift to the world. But had those things not happened, I would have been off in just being a singer. Now I'll get back to singing someday, but the lesson and the blessing that that was part of my journey, I must have come forth wanting to help people know that they could get over anything and still stay connected to the source, whatever they call that live the life they want to live, and, and go on about their business. That that's life that's been lived is over. It's done. We can move on from now. Absolutely. Yes,
0: it's, it's
1: a wonderful thing.
0: So, I know that you have like eight steps in, in your system that you, you help people with. What's the one step that most people have the most revelation from? That go, oh, my God, I didn't realize this. What's the one that really, you know, really changes people's lives? I think, well, all of them are so transformative
1: because each one builds on the other, but I think that once people get to the procreation, I call it procreation, a whole new matter now. Once they get to that step, because they've come through understanding the conditioning and the means and all of that that took them out of alignment. But once they solidly start seeing that their thoughts really do create matter. Every step of my book uses the word matter in it, but not just when we say, hey, what's the matter, Natalie? We don't just mean what's the matter as impersonality or, or psychology. We mean what's the matter in terms of subtle matter, energy matter, where the laws of creation and the laws of attraction tend into this mind game. And so once they start realizing that, wow, with the focusing of thoughts in the procreation step, I really can procreate the life. My, my procreation is hyphenated, not procreation of two souls bringing forth new life, but procreation and your mind bringing forth new life into the way you wanted it to always be. You're starting to live the life you want it to live. And it's just so empowering and inspiring to see people realize, hey, I'm really doing it. It's My life is changing. It's, it's actual Viscerally, they feel it, and then in their life, they have the actual proof that it's working. And so that's a beautiful step once they get to the procreation step.
0: Yeah. Now, I know that you've worked with many people, but can you share, like, one story of someone who just had, like, an amazing breakthrough?
1: Oh, my goodness, there's been so many. But, yes, um, for confidentiality, I'll just make up a name. But um, let's just take... um, Let's say Paul from Miami. Paul from Miami was basically, um, he said that he heard me on one of the radio interviews. um, He was diagnosed with bipolar. And he was so discouraged because he was told he'd be on medication the rest of his life. He was told that he got too happy or he got too sad and that he needed to begin living his life in a, a, a certain range of emotion, just staying right here, so to speak. And when he heard me on the radio saying, you're not sick, you're sacred, and what was his sacred therapy? He thought he tried everything before, but he said, let me try. And he said, when he read in the book that my understanding of mania was just that I saw that people were, interested in living their lives beyond the confounds of the mundane and that this exhilaration of that higher frequency was okay, he said he started crying because everyone told him he was always getting panicked every time. It's like, oh, no, I'm getting ready to get too happy, and he'd have to calm himself. And For me to say, that's allowed. You don't have to cut it off there. We're doing this as a part of the human range of emotion that it's okay, learning how to find that balance was easier for him once he stopped dreading that Oh, oh I'm getting too happy or oh, oh I'm getting too sad he realized that I was giving him permission and helping him understand that I feel the medical model should not have cut off lines and said well we only want everybody to stay in this little circle right here anything over here is too much and anything over here is too little I said are you kidding me this is human experience goes beyond the confounds of all of that all of it should be inclusive And once he realized that it was okay to have that exhilaration moment and go for the gusto feeling, he didn't feel like life was boring anymore, that he had to just stay in this little mediocre circle that he was told is where mental health was. And I said, I disagree with that. Mental health is not just the normative curve. Mental health is inclusive of all of the emotions a human being can feel. And so just with that blessing, um, he just said that, He was able to find the middle way through the eight steps of my book, but also fully now enjoy whether it was a manic moment, and I don't even like the word manic, but that to me is extreme joyful moment of really feeling life at its fullest, and that he stopped having that lower drop anymore because that drop was coming from people telling him that he shouldn't have that exhilaration. It was just boring for him. So it's things like that. Even though it's 170 diagnoses, you asked me for one, I just threw that one out. But it's been many stories like that. Um, People can go to my website and read some of the other testimonies at um, and or on Amazon. There's other testimonies of people just saying how, how much relief. I think that's what this book gives people. It gives them relief of knowing they're not crazy, that they are okay, and that if they don't feel they're okay, then here's a method that can help them be okay without making them think they're sick and defective. And so it's just been a beautiful gift. It came out in January, and so it's just been a beautiful process ever since then.
0: Right. So um, I know that uh, if they go to your website, they can, you know, uh, organize to get the book and, and through Amazon. So I suppose my question is, is like, what, uh, like, who can benefit from the book? Like, what kind of conditions, <laughs> um, you know, if someone has, will they be able to benefit from reading the eight steps?
1: Well, I list all 170 mental and emotional diagnosed worthwhile. so from Alzheimer's all the way to cultural syndrome. So all 170 have been reframed from a holistic and um, alternative perspectives so everybody who's ever been diagnosed with anything mental emotional would benefit from that and then the eight steps assist them in coming back into alignment and so even um with alzheimer's that's listed in there too and i don't know if if you've ever heard of the old show that used to come on called good times you remember yes. that well, Thelma, the lady who played Thelma on Good Times, she read the Alzheimer's section in my book because her mother transitioned with Alzheimer's, and she said that what I said about Alzheimer's gave her such relief of understanding what her mother had experienced. So even something like that, she's writing a book called Remembering the Good Times in honor of her mother, but she felt that what I stated about Alzheimer's, just that little section, just bore her peace. And so... And that's on my Facebook page if anybody wants to see her quote about that. And so um, any anything that anyone's been diagnosed with um, mentally or emotionally is on there. I do for mental health what Louise Hay did for physical health. And so she had listed a bunch of physical diagnosis, um, but had only listed 14 of the mental ones. So I had to come up with my own symbolic meaning of what those represented over the years. I've been a therapist 19 years. And so... I had ended up doing about 90 some of them when my husband happened to ask me, well, how many is it? I said, I don't know. And so I counted them and I saw it was 170. So I said, I might as well do the whole book then. Give everybody some relief. And it seems to be working.
0: Excellent, excellent. So if they go to um, DrAmeliaKemp.com, they can purchase the book through there?
1: Yes, it's a link there that would take them directly to Amazon.com. And anyone who purchases the book And mentions that they saw me on your interview. um, I will send them a free relaxation and meditation CD by me. That's one of the exercises in the book, because the book has 24 exercises in it. And I will send them that as well. So, yes, they can go to my website, click on that, and we'll send them the free gift.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for shining a light. Um, on a subject that most people feel very shameful about and and very closed off about so I'm really glad that you're doing the work that you're doing so thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you Natalie. It's been a pleasure being here. I
0: really appreciate it. Awesome. Now guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, Download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the inspiration shows on the go. You don't have to be in front of your computer. And make sure that you leave your email in the box on the page here so I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's valued at $87 and I would love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.